Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of To A Woman's Heart, where we uplift, motivate, encourage, and empower women. Well, as you all know, tonight is highlighting women in business night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we are doing. We are highlighting fabulous women in business. And tonight we are so honored to have Mrs. Elonda Banks-Rosenthal, CEO of Echo Development. And I'm <laughs> going to let Elonda introduce herself. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to be on your broadcast. It is correct. I am the CEO of Echo Development. It's a non-for-profit organization. And uh, my husband and I started it um, a couple of years back, but our main focus is to enrich communities by harnessing options. We didn't want to um, narrow ourselves down where we couldn't touch everything. And our main focus now has been traumatic grief. Um, having experienced grief, it was something that I knew that our community community of women in particular needed to address in order for us to make progress. Okay. Um, and we was talking, you know, before we did the stream and we have, you know, some things in common um, as relate to it. And I want to say this before we dive into it. If you have any questions, please put them in the comment section. We'll answer them as, as quick as possible. But right now, what we're sitting in, in the middle of COVID-19, you know, you have family members and women who's dealing with those grief, the grief of a spouse, uh, the grief of children or mother or grandmother, aunt, uncle, sister, brother. It can be very, it can be a heavy load to deal with. And even if you go to therapy, if you don't have the right person that can relate to what you're dealing with, it can be hard for you to get past some things. And I want to say this too. I want everybody to know that everybody deals with grief differently. There is no right and there is no wrong way to deal with grief. I dealt with grief with uh, the transition of a father who was murdered, the transition of a mother who died of pancreatic cancer, and the transition of a son who was only three years old. Oh. And so to know that Elonda has this organization that help you deal with some things, it, it's, it's a great help to, to those who are looking for that type of outlet to get you the relief that you need. And so, Elonda, tell them a little bit background about yourself, how you got into um, this side of dealing with traumatic grief, especially for children. Well, it's, it's just a field that I knew had not been touched. Mm -hmm. um, you can have counselors at school. You can have um, all the book knowledge in the world. But when it comes to a child and having traumatic events happen, it doesn't always have to be death. Mm -hmm. Since the children have been at home, they may be experiencing some things that they didn't know was going on at home right. while they were at school. Mm -hmm. And then with all of the shooting, uh, with the carjacking, it might have been your, your grandmother that was carjacked. Um, it's, it's, and the bullying, 
Mm -hmm. That's also traumatic on children. And so it was an area that I knew that I could benefit uh, my community. Mm -hmm. And also helping women go through grief. Grief comes in a lot of forms. Mm -hmm. It could be not being able to provide food for your children, being behind on the rent. I've had a, a son pass away. He was an adult. And I've also had a grandson pass away. I handled grief, grief a lot different than other people. And one of the mistakes that we as um, a community, the first thing we do is, oh, I understand. No, no, you don't. Because everybody handles grief differently. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember telling you, my brother and I handle grief totally opposite. Mm -hmm. um, I, my mother passed from cancer and my sister passed unexpectedly. And so in our family, it what used to be taboo, Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is not something that most um, African-Americans do at when a person dies is my mother and sister were cremated. Mm -hmm. And it's taken people time to get used to that because they want to sit there and see the person in the casket. Mm -hmm. I don't remember my mom in the casket. Mm -hmm. I remember her being alive. But now mm -hmm. my brother he sat with my mom until she took her last breath. Mm -hmm. He sat with my sister until she took her last breath. That's the way he had to handle it. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't handle grief differently. Everybody doesn't go at the same speed. It mm -hmm. can take me three years. It can take you 30 years. You go through it. Mm -hmm. You never get over it. You right. go through it. And so sometimes it, it's just a matter of having a listening ear. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to provide. And with the children, try to assess the situation. What's causing you grief? When you first wake up in the morning, what's on your mind? Mm -hmm. When you go to bed at night, tell me what's on your mind. And that's how we instill in them the need to journal. Mm -hmm. Because then you can reflect on the good days, your bad days. Mm -hmm. What took me to that situation where I was confined? Mm -hmm. I felt scared. What took me? What were those steps that led up to that? And so that's what I try to do as um, for children and for women. I just try to empower women. It, it, you know, it's nothing better than having a business that you could do and you don't get paid for, and you still do it. Right. I would still do this whether I was getting paid or not. Mm -hmm. And so when you find a business like that, and I encourage every woman, like we used to have side hustles. Our parents used to uh, cook on the side or clean on the side or mm -hmm. all of that. Exactly. <laughs> but um, when you find something that you enjoy, mm -hmm. whether you get paid or not, that's what you do. That's what you pursue. And don't take it the whole sandwich at one time mm -hmm. just take a bite at a time until you get into that stride till you get that business going you'll find a way to make that money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh you speaking about women and they're dealing with different ways of grieving you know i think that's the biggest thing that we have 
the hurdle that we have to get over because it's been classified and embedded in us so long that, you know, grieving means crying. Grieving means that you have to attend the funeral. Grieving means it's got to be a body involved. But you grieving is a loss of something that's dear to your heart. That's what grieving is. You can grieve without the loss of a loved one. Uh, you can grieve the loss of your home. You can grieve the loss of a job. You can grieve a lot of things, you know, fires uh, that takes people's possessions yeah. is a process in grieving. So we shouldn't, I don't want us to box it in and think that grieving is only attached to a loss of a loved one, right. because there's a lot of things you can grieve without being attached to the loss of a loved one. And uh, uh, one uh, thing that's uh, familiar with all women, we go through uh, something traumatic when we go through menopause. <laughs> Tell me again. <laughs> we got to lose our mind. Hello. <laughs> and then people tell you, you're about to lose your mind. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you're going through something. Mm -hmm. you know? And isn't everybody going through it differently? So exactly. just having an outlet, having somebody that you have a kinship with, that you can share um, those thoughts with, um, knowing that there's somebody else. Not that you're going through it like me, but mm -hmm. it, we have that in common. Right. It helps a lot. Right. And, and whether people realize it or not, you picking back on menopause. Menopause is an emotional roller coaster. Yes. And the reason why we say that you can grieve in even in menopause, and a good example, I've talked, I've spoken to a couple of ladies who've had the surgery uh, because they had fibroids and they had to have their uterus removed. Right. And in the process of getting your uterus removed, you're grieving your womanhood. Yeah. Because you're, I call it my three piece of luggage because the tubes are the two piece and the uterus is the main, the big piece. So you get the three piece <laughs> luggage. So they take the big piece. Women feel like when they're going through menopause and they have female issues and they take that big piece of luggage, they're grieving the loss of being a woman. Right. And at that point, women can actually lose, they go into depression. You know, they, they actually get close to have a nervous breakdown because now I don't feel whole anymore. Right. 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 I know I did. Um, there are uh, several times I wondered, excuse me, there were several times I wondered, why am I even getting out of bed? Mm hmm. You know, um, I'm not pretty anymore. Mm -hmm. Nobody uh, desires me anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to really take a self-assessment and, and realize I, I had to go talk to my doctor mm -hmm. because there were things happening to me. And with my mom passing, I couldn't ask her, mm -hmm. why is this happening? What's right. happening with my body? And then you don't want to tell everybody. Right. And so I had to rely on my doctor. I had to rely on research. And then I had to find a couple of women that I trusted. Right. And, and the younger generation doesn't know how to do that. 
Right. You have to find a, a woman that you can trust, that you can talk to, and that relationship has to be cultivated. It's not something that can be done overnight. And then to have that, along with the medical, along with the research, along with having an understanding uh, spouse, Mm-hmm. That's how most people get through it. Now, imagine if I was if I wasn't married, mm-hmm. then I don't have the, the my spouse, and then I, you know, if you don't have a big circle of, of mm-hmm. girlfriends or, or mm-hmm. friends that you can rely on, mm-hmm. you're lost, and you're lost right. for years. Mm-hmm. Not just a couple of weeks, you're lost for years. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult. It is, and and then speaking to that, I can attest to that because when they took my my uh, my third piece of luggage, I didn't I didn't have a spouse. I still don't have a spouse to this day, you know. But it's okay. But as I was speaking to the young lady, um, everything I experienced, I experienced it the hard way. See, my mother was already deceased, and again. You can't tell it to everybody because everybody don't understand what you're dealing with. Even though some people always say, well, girl, I understand what you're dealing with, but have you experienced this? So if you haven't experienced me grieving and what took me the longest, speaking to what, what you specialize in, what took me the longest, I was hemorrhaging really bad. You know, and when I'm talking about hemorrhage, I'm talking about I had to keep pads in my purse, pads in my car, pads at my desk. And sometimes I had to wear a tampon and a pad. That means I was bleeding really, really bad. I may have missed one or two days out of the month. That's how bad it was. And so my doctor kept saying, you know, Renee, you need to go home, go ahead and get this hysterectomy. But my mind was saying, I want to have another child. And the doctor is saying, no, you can't have another child. You're going to have to pick either it's going to be your life or you're going to have this surgery. And even with her telling me that, it still would not sink in. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? Yeah. It took me a while before, and I tell anybody, your mental and your physical have to connect in order before you make a decision to do something. Because if you're mentally not prepared for this, physically, you're not going to heal correctly. And I'm already feeling like my womanhood is being snatched from me. My options are being snatched from me. But I didn't have nobody to share this with. And I didn't have nobody to talk to to them about because nobody around me was experiencing what I was experiencing. And even some of my close friends, I was telling them, what I was experiencing, they didn't understand because they had two or three kids. Right. Here I am, you know, my one son is deceased and I'm having these issues. Right. And so that was my grieving period. And it continued. It It did. Because when I started going through menopause, um, my doctor said, well, you don't have a period in 12 months, you're okay. And every year on my birthday, what showed up? That period. Every year on my birthday. So then I had to start counting again. Mm-hmm. And this year, I had two. So I'm counting again. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's a process. 
I I don't know anybody else that's gone through this. And I've been in menopause now for since I was uh, 51. Mm. And I'm 59. Mm. And she says, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But now every year, I'm very apprehensive around my birthday. Right. <laughs> so right. I right. <laughs> Here I am having a period. <laughs> so I go through trauma too. <laughs> right. And, and um, to speak on that effect, I, I think the reason that I don't don't have the surgery is no reason for me not to let me just say just say i have been blessed to have gifts with purchase and those are my stepchildren but they're mine they're Mm -hmm. my baby Mm -hmm. i've never physically given birth Mm -hmm. so like you i want to hold on to it now here i am getting ready to be 60. why am i holding on to it (laughs) i know that uh, i'm not going to have coaster ride like the roller coaster ride is at great america it's yeah. up it's down it loop it drop it slow down it pick up all that stuff and again if you don't have a place where you can go where you somebody can relate to what you're talking about it makes it quite difficult because a lot of women they suffer in silence and they don't say anything. They end up depressed. They end up in the crazy house because they holding all that stuff in and they study compile. They compile, they compile, compile until they get to a point that they blow. And I'm just saying, ladies, even on the watching it now, even on the replay, uh, Elonda has an outlet for you. If you have these type of concerns, you don't know how to filter them out, put them in the proper buckets, then reach out to her. She's experienced some things that's going to be beneficial to you. And when somebody understands where you're coming from, it helps a lot. And it helps your migraines. And then especially women of color, we have mm-hmm. been taught to not talk about our problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just I always tell my husbands, I have to say it out loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to solve it for me, mm-hmm. but I need to hear it. Right. Once I hear myself say what's on my mind, then I know how to solve it. And mm-hmm. so that's why I know that groups, women who can get together, mm-hmm. say it out loud without there being a repercussion, without there being judgment, mm-hmm. that is a benefit to every woman and 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 the reason I say women of color because we have added pressure onto us. Mm-hmm. 
we're already stigmatized. Right. We're we're all they pass judgment the first time you see they see you if you're overweight, underweight, tall, short, fat, skinny. They've already passed that judgment. And then for you to have something else to deal with in addition to life. Mm-hmm. It's very traumatic. Yeah, it is. And some women end up being addicts. You know, they being alcoholics and they depend on drugs. And I always say this all the time. People think that uh, an individual wake up and say, oh, today is a good day. I want to be an addict. Or today is a good day. I want to be an alcoholic. That's not how that works. The pressures of life pushes people to do things so they can subside the pain. They don't want to have to deal with. They don't want to have to face it. So the drugs is the crutch. The alcohol is the crutch. That the cigarettes is a crutch. Yes that people use to not face what they need to face because at that particular time, instead of them learning how to step back, look at it and reapproach, you know, the pressures are coming from every direction and it becomes overwhelming. So all they, they're going to go to the first thing they know to do. That's going to provide that relief that they need just for a moment. And now with the um, legalization of marijuana, it provides another gateway to harder drugs. Mm-hmm. Like you just go and buy marijuana and think that that's going to solve your problem. You can relax, drift away. It just adds to the problem because as soon as you sober up, the problem's still there. Right. You know, you can't solve all problems. Mm-hmm. You can work through some situations and you have to let God take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. You can have additional avenues to try to minimize the damage that this this situation is going to present in your life. Mm-hmm. But relying on alcohol or marijuana or heroin or cocaine, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And even relying on food, that's not going to work. I know when I get stressed, first thing I want is a, a bag of m mm-hmm. I think that's going to help me. It doesn't help me. I'm diabetic. What am I doing eating m ms That's going to present me with right. another problem. <laughs> am I talking about my feet hurting? No, no. Right. You got to walk. You got to work through it. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're sometimes women are afraid to face this. You have to face some things. You know, you can't let everything go by the wayside. You have to. Face. Right. I call it, I call it in, I call it looking in the mirror. At yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women, they walk past it. They don't want to stop and pause because if I see that mirror in front of me, then I see myself. Then I see the soul of who I am. That takes me deeper than what I was. And I don't want to, I don't want to unlock that that closet door. I don't want to unlock that chest. I don't want to open it up and I don't want to face the things. But we don't realize our temperament, our instant anger. Our moodiness is is all stemming from things that we compressed in our lives. Right. And and now with the pandemic and the and the world opening back up, um, we've had time now for our children to be home. Mm-hmm. So that little time that a woman had to herself, she didn't have that anymore. And right. now, you know, she's having to deal with the children, which is fine. That's why we have them. But it can be stressful, mm-hmm. 24 hours. Right. And I, I noticed 
uh, women now on the news, um, they're debating whether or not to let the children wear masks in schools. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to laugh at one parent. She said she don't care whether they have to wear masks or not. She just wants her kids back at school so that she can have her time. Mm -hmm. you know? And then our children are also, they've lost that communication with other children. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to get along with a variety of people if you plan on working in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't work around your friends. Right. You have to sometimes, until you can do better or become better educated or finish your education, you have to work around people you don't like. Exactly. And you learn that when you're in school. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be uh, something to watch in the near future to see how our children are going to come through this pandemic and whether um, how it's going to affect them in adulthood. Mm -hmm. I, I never thought about and that's one thing I really never thought about how it's because that is. Yeah, that's kind of traumatic. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's some trauma. I know I've worked, I've worked for bosses. I was glad I retired because I've worked for bosses where you just, you know, you get up in the morning and you just like, really, I really have to do this one more day. I really, <laughs> I right. really have to do this one more day. But yes, you do. If you're going to put food on the table, if you're going to pay your rent, you're going to pay your car note. Yes. But in the meantime, while you're going through this, what is it that you can do so that you don't have to, so that you can make your life better? You just can't mm -hmm. stew in that soup. Mm -hmm. You have to make some cornbread to go along with it. Right. So get yourself together. Get better educated or apply for other positions. Start your own business. Whatever it is that you need to do to make life better for you and your family. Mm -hmm. That's what you should pursue. Yeah. But we as women, we put everybody ahead of us. We're the last. Right. We, we don't take care of ourselves. And that's a big problem in mm -hmm. uh, our community. It's a very big problem. Every, and, and we can think of women who it seems like as soon as they got to that point, then they passed. When they got to the point where they would be a benefit to other people, they passed away. Yes, because of the stress that they've been going through for years and years. Mm -hmm. And they had no outlet. They just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And then when they accomplished what they sought out to do, they rested. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you rest, you pass. Yeah. Uh, so we have to learn how to, the, the power of the no. Yes. Yeah. And we don't have that power of the no. We have to know uh, when to step back because stress is a silent killer. We have to know when to step back. We have to know our limits of what we can and cannot do. And you know, the other thing that we as women do, especially black women, we allow people to dump. Yes. 
we allow others to dump. If our bucket is already full, it's like putting that glass up on the faucet. Once that water gets to the rim, all it's going to do is spill over. Right. So if you know the glass is spilling over, don't allow nobody else. You don't have no room for nothing else. Right. That means take the glass off the side, spill out the water, sit up to the side, and cut the faucet off. Right. Cutting the faucet off means cutting people off so they cannot dump on you. Right. You have to learn what, yeah, somebody said, yes, learn when to stop. You have to learn when to stop because if you don't know what your limit is they will drag they dragging themselves and then they'll drag you along with it y'all both going to the cemetery together because you <laughs> allowing them to you already know you at your limit you know this you feel the pressures of being at your limit and then here comes somebody to come along whether it be your family member whether it be your close friend whether it be your co-worker i don't care who it is when you at that limit, you need to cut it off right. and say, no more. I can't take on nothing else. See, right. we are the controller of what we allow people to do. Right. We are that controller. And so we know when to start it and we know when to stop it. Ain't no sense of us sitting here complaining, oh, this is stressing me, this is stressing me, this is stressing me. Do something about it. Right. And sometimes even in your own situation, that means you have to walk away. If it takes a day, a couple of hours, five or 10 minutes, and then reapproach. You have to do what works best for you. Because when you check out of here, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. They really don't. Mm -hmm. And once, if you have somebody in your life who likes to jump on you, once they are finished telling you their problems, they feel better. Yeah, but you got to lose. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And there's nothing you can do about their problems. You have your own. Exactly. There's nothing you can do. But they feel so much about it. And I had a couple of girlfriends who used to try to do that. And I used to tell them, okay, this session is going to be 1995. I need your credit card. <laughs> I'm going to get paid for this. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good way to cut them off. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, they will take you with them though, and 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 that, that's why a lot of women end up being sick. Yes, they end up in the hospital. Uh, they end up, you know, with stomach issues and 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 all this stuff. Because if you if say you got a household, that's stress. You got to pay bills, that's stress. You got kids, that's stress. If you got a boyfriend or a spouse, that's stress. Just your regular stuff is stress. Now, let's say you got a job, that's stress. You got an ignorant boss, that's stress. You got rude co-workers, that's stress. Now, you want to keep going and going and going. You have to know your limitations. Yes, yes. and But you won't if you're taking on everybody else's problems. It'll, it'll be like a never-ending uh, merry-go-round ride. You're just going round and round and round, and you're never progressing forward. But you, you know the funny thing? The funny thing to that is the very individuals that dump on you won't allow you to dump on them. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. No. They, they have things to do. They, they've got progress to make. No. They will not let you do that. And if you change the subject while they're dumping, then they get upset. 
Mm-hmm. You haven't let them finish. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Yes, exactly. Ma'am. Exactly. So, ladies, just know people dump, but they don't want you to dump your stuff on them and have them only pick up the phone. They won't they'll act like, oh, my phone died. Or I was in the shower. Or I was in the store. Or you know, girl, I was doing something with the kids. Because they don't want to hear your story. They pretty much know because you probably have made a comment or two about what you're dealing with. And so they figure, you know, being close to you, uh, they would just uh, listen to your tidbits, the, your short commercial breaks, I call them. And then when you decide to really dump, dump, they ain't gonna answer the phone. They don't have time for you. No, they don't have time for you. Exactly. Somebody say, learn a technique to reverse that dumping. Well, everybody don't know how to reverse the dumping because we've been programmed and it has become a way of life. It's past the habit. It has become the way of life when my phone rings and it's my friend, it's my cousin, it's my brother, my sister, my mama, whoever it may be. I'm just going to allow them to dump. Especially when you're not having a good day. You, you're not in a, a headspace to receive all that information. You have to let them know today is not the day. I can't handle this today. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's especially if they're not going to do anything about it. Because, you know, the first time you hear the problem, then you can empathize with the person. You might even offer a suggestion if they want it. Mm-hmm. But the second and the third and the fourth time, and it's a re- repetitive, nothing has changed since the last time we spoke. You don't have time for that because they're slowing your mental health down. They're slowing your progress down. You're trying to do better by yourself and for your family. And you cannot take on the problems of the world. You can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. I mean, you open the bag and people just fill it up for you. You don't have time to put your own stuff in there because they filling up their stuff, your bag with their stuff. So, you know, and it's sad. So we as women, you know, when we feel like we're boxed in or things are not working out, you know, we grieve the loss of, of a spouse because now we're in a position because we didn't learn how to pay bills. Right. We didn't find out about the mortgage, the rent, the car note, the bank account. And then some of us name ain't even on the mortgage, the car note, or the bank account. Right. That's right. So so when when that spouse goes, so does everything else. Exactly. And nobody at at our, especially at my age, you don't want to be homeless looking for some place to live because you didn't take care of business. And if you're not with somebody who allows the both of you to take care of business, then maybe it's time to make a change or build your own business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love my husband. I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. He's a good man. But I also know how to take care of business. Mm-hmm. You know, that way I choose to be with him. I love him and I choose to be with him. Mm-hmm. If I was dependent on him for finances, it would be stressful. Mm-hmm. And that's with any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, she didn't have to work. She did not have to work. She took care of us. She was a homemaker. She was an excellent cook. 
But the only thing that I ever heard my parents argue about was money. Mm. He made it and she wanted to spend it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's stressed in itself. They had a wonderful marriage. We're married to the things we got. But you know, it's something, nothing's perfect. Right. Nothing's perfect. That was the path that she chose. It was the path that they both agreed on. Mm-hmm. She would stay at home and be an at-home mother and an mm-hmm. at-home wife. So, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what path you take, that's stressful in itself. Mm-hmm. So somebody asked a question, answered this. If I just say, hey, I got issues too, now you want to share. Yes. Um, I have a girlfriend like that. <laughs> I have I have issues. I have issues and she has issues. Mm-hmm. But this is what we do. When we get together and this is just with her, I say, okay, you got 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Give me your best. Mm-hmm. And then I got 60 seconds and I'm going to give you my best. Mm-hmm. And after that, Personal is out the out the window. I'm mm-hmm. talking about business because that's what I do 24 seven. Right. What what? How did you do today with your business? Because she's a business owner too. How did you do today? Do you did you get any new leads? See, I'm going to change the subject. Right. Because unless you're going to purposely ask me what I did, well, Elonda, what do you what what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. Now I can give you a suggestion, but she's not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Because that would only work for me. Right. That's how I would handle it. Now, right. I'm giving her an option. She can process it. But until she makes that decision, we need to move on because it's going to work itself out whether you work on it or the world works on it. Outside right. forces work on it. That problem is going to work out. It's going to work itself out. Sometimes you can take care of it sooner than later, mm-hmm. but it's still going to work out. Okay. So I, I'm, you know, I'm all about business. Okay. Uh, we we've done our little pity pity party. Okay. So uh, how are we getting ready to make some money? Right. That's what I want to know. How how are we gonna um, get you into your hobby? Mm-hmm. Because you've always had a hobby of painting or mm-hmm. cooking or mm-hmm. making jelly. Mm-hmm. How are we gonna uh, get you in, in on that path? Okay. Because you have to have some type of outlet. We don't want you going to the boat blowing all your money because you need right. some stress relief. We don't want you going to the club spending all your money on alcohol because you need some stress relief. Mm-hmm. Find something that is, is um, you're able to do without high overhead. Mm-hmm. Even though I have a nonprofit business, I enjoy skincare. So I started selling Mary Kay because I bought Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. I was buying Mary Kay, paying full price. Why not start selling it and, and uh, buy it for half price? I love a sale. Right. And then once I told people I was selling Mary Kay, then all of a sudden I'm getting phone calls from people I've never met. I have customers I've never met, met. I've mm-hmm. never seen. I've only talked to on the phone or they find me on the web. And if I need to place an order, and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, so I would do that. That's my that's my kids' phone. I don't mm-hmm. answer that phone. <laughs> but I, I, you know, that's something that I I enjoy. Okay. 
I enjoyed skincare. I've always had pretty decent skin, but I wanted, as I got older, to look as best that I could. Mm -hmm. So I turned my my love into money. Okay. And so that's sometimes what women have to do. You know, if I get down, they're not going to, my, cl my clients aren't going to let me stay down too long. Mm -hmm. My nonprofit clients aren't going to stay down too long. I have people reach out to me looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, I ask them, send me your resume or what are you looking for? And I'll search the jobs for you and send them out to you. Mm -hmm. They might not have an internet connection. They might only have to go to the library. And the libraries were closed, so they're looking for jobs. Right. So, you know, you have to tell me what you love. I love helping people. Mm -hmm. Turn your love into money. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So with your non-for-profit, um, helping with traumatic grief, I saw you do recovery, um, Coaching, anger management. Uh, are these workshops? Are these seminars? Um, are they virtual, in person, or how does that work? Uh, since the pandemic, everything has been virtual. Okay. So it, it can be one on one, or um, it could be a group. If you have a group of women that want to get together, I'm available. I'm a housewife, so I'm at home 24 7 unless I'm out in the street, out about. Mm -hmm. um, so everything right now is virtual, even job searches. Um, the recovery coaching is basically done by my husband because mm -hmm. he is a uh, recovery coach okay. by profession. And so we've had um, groups, Zoom groups together, mm -hmm. because it, if you want to have a mixed crowd, men and women, then we both sit in on those sessions. Okay, but they can do a if they just want to do an all women's group, they can do that, correct? Yeah. So if they if they needed to reach you, uh, especially women, if you're listening and you have some things that you want to work on, you know, that's been traumatic in your life, Elonda can assist you um, with that. You know, walk you through, talk you through. You know, sit with you, cry with you, whatever it is that you need. Uh, Provide them your contact information, Londa. Well, you can reach me on my cell phone, and I only have one number, so if I don't answer, you can leave a message. My cell phone number is 312-493-8432. Once again, it's 312-493-8432. My email is echooutreachnfp at gmail.com. All one word, no dots, no spaces. Echo Outreach NFT at gmail.com. And I even, um, if you don't want to talk, who didn't want to talk right away, mm -hmm. said, I want to send you something. I said, Well, you can send me an email or you can send me a text message. She said, No, I need to write it out. I said, Well, mm -hmm. did you want to mail it? She said, No, I don't want to mail it. Do you have a fax number? Yes, I do. She faxed 10 pages over to me, and I read it, and I texted her, mm -hmm. called her when she was ready, and she was able to work out that situation. So if you need to fax me, the fax number is 773-227-3158. Okay. So ladies, know this. Even if you're watching on the replay, I would make sure I put Elanda's information uh, at the bottom of the website and if you still don't remember 
you can send me an email at number two a woman's heart at gmail.com or you can dm me on facebook the group page the the page or twitter or instagram um have it the website you can send me a message however and i will make sure that elana gets your information and get back with you the purpose you know, of this find me on facebook too i think i'm the only elanda banks rosenthal out there so they can okay. find me okay the purpose of this ladies is we hold a lot of things you know erica badu had a song called bag lady yeah and sometimes we are walking around here like bag ladies and we hold on to a lot of things and we feel like we're walking the journey by ourselves. But I say this and I say this again, we are our sisters. I may not be on that road today, but I might be on that road tomorrow. And so highlighting women in business purpose is um, building, bonding and believing in sisterhood. And our goal is to lift you up, not to drag you down. Mm -hmm. So whatever we can do, that provides you the information and the outlet that you need to live a better quality of life. That's what we want to do. And just know it costs you nothing to share information. Right. It costs you nothing to bring somebody to the forefront so you can know where the help is that you need. And that's all I want you all to understand. This is for you. This is a God journey. It ain't about me and about nobody else. We are here to help you live your better quality of life. And I want to say thank you to Elanda for providing us insight. It was great conversation. Well, we had great conversation before we did the stream. And I appreciate it because, you know, some things I was enlightened about that I didn't know and I didn't think about, especially about the kids, you know, later on in life, mm -hmm. I was going to fake that, especially their social skills. Yes. So, yeah, it, it was very enlightening. So I really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing with us this evening. So do you have any closing comments you want to share with the ladies before we go? Don't feel that you're alone. Do not feel that you are alone. There is a kinship that exists between women. And we have to reach out to one another, to lift one another up. That makes each of our journeys that much easier, makes our life that much more successful, makes us better people. And in our community, it's, it's not like it was when we grew up. We had a neighborhood that would take care of us. And now our neighborhood is spaced out and sometimes it's just on our computer screens. Mm. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Just make sure that you're asking for help in the right place. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that was good advice, ladies. So y'all need to write, take that note, write that down and keep it in your wallet. So when you open up, you know where to find it at. All right. Don't forget to follow us on our social media outlets. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to the social media outlet to womansheart.org and sign up. All right, ladies. Thank y'all. Till we talk again.